NFL. Now here's your hosts, Root and Y. Hello, 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 and welcome to another Moneyball episode of the Woot NY show, talking NFL DFS for moneyball.com.au. I am Josh Y. No Josh Woot this week, no Mitchell Doyle this week, but stepping into the fantasy octagon is my buddy Luke Charles. How you going, buddy? I'm really good, thanks, Josh. How are you? Good, man. Good. Um, if everyone follows Luke on Twitter, you can follow him at Luke Charles with a double S at the end, and uh, he's he's... He's a massive Denver Broncos fan, probably the biggest in Australia. I'm, I'm not even. That's a fact, actually. I'm just going to call that a fact. To be the first of many facts on this show today. But uh, uh, I'm going to be a little bit rooty here. But uh, while you're away in America for a, what, what was it, a year and a half? Uh, it was a year and a week. It okay. was a year and a week. Yeah. Um, I kind of hated you for a while because your Snapchat, <laughs> your Snapchat made me uh, really, really jealous while I was a slave to the trade. You know, nine to five. Uh, just, you know, working hard to make a living, you know, the old Jimmy Barnes song. But, you know, it just it made me insanely jealous. And I know Denver and Colorado is close to your heart, Luke, but you traveled all over uh, before we start the show and get into fantasy. What was what was one of the, you know, the unsung heroes of your trip? What was a town or a city that you really enjoyed over in America? Uh, probably the most underrated city I was able to visit was the uh, city of Memphis. I think, uh, I mean, a lot of people will go to Vegas for a party um, if people dig a little further, you know, they'll end up in New Orleans. Um, but uh, going to Memphis and uh, Nashville in uh, Tennessee is definitely a, a different flavor. And, um, you know, you'll be able to do something that not many other Australians get around to uh, doing. And you can definitely have a good time in those uh, southern uh, party cities. Great time there. Yeah. Um, uh, look, this is a Daily Fantasy podcast, and you've got to be 18 plus pretty much to play Daily Fantasy. Uh, I think that that's also a fact. Um, so I can pretty much say this on this podcast, but a friend of mine lost his virginity in Memphis. So uh, one of the great cities, <laughs> one of the great cities of the world. Um, so I'm glad, uh, we're glad uh, that we got that out of the way. But uh, um, if anyone else follows you on Twitter, they know that you're uh, you're a resident doctor here on the Wooten Wire Show. We turn to you for any injury-related news. So I think today you can be the DFS doctor. I don't know, that's probably a, a handle already taken and probably some sort of role related to super coach here in Australia. I'm sh- I'm sure someone already has that well and truly locked up. Yeah, but uh, you're our resident DFS doctor, so that's okay. So before we jump into week 14, just looking on last week's result, um, I somehow cashed in uh, in the in the main big 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 boys uh, money ball uh, the hail fifteen dollar hail mary. Uh, that's the guaranteed prize pool. There's fifteen hundred guaranteed in the pot from the folks at Moneyball, plus everyone else that goes in chips in their fees. Uh, I managed to cash despite having uh, Colin Kaepernick, Andrew Brees in my lineups uh, in in different lineups. So there's two I missed on last week. But uh, what helped me was uh, Jordan Howard, David Johnson, Malcolm Mitchell, Dante Moncrief, Tyrell Williams, Kyle Rudolph, and the Patriots D. So I hit on all of those last week. I just uh, whiffed on the quarterback. Uh, Kaepernick in the snow I can handle, but Drew Brees putting up a stink bomb against Detroit was... uh, Really tough to swallow, but looking forward to this week's contest. I mentioned the $15 Hail Mary. There's also the free Hail Mary. Uh, you can pretty much sign up to Moneyball for free, win some money on there, and just go from there. Uh, you don't have to deposit a dollar, and you can build up a bankroll. Still a month left with the NFL season, plus there's NBA, A-League, EPL, uh, and even PGA, and then Big Bash upcoming on Moneyball. So there's also the dollar, dollar Hail Mary Blast, $2 Hail Mary Blast, $1,000 Raiders and Chiefs special, plus you've got Patriots, uh, Ravens specials, 
and Giants and Cowboys specials for the primetime game. So plenty of tournaments up for grabs, but uh, you know the drill here. We uh, do a start, sit, and contrarian play at every position along uh, along the main ones, and then we finish with the uh, the unsung heroes, the defense, and the kicker. So, Luke, start us off. What is your quarterback start of the week? Well, uh, much much to the uh, analyst on the benches, uh, chagrin this 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 week, Mr. Mitch Doyle, yep. uh, Dom Capers. Uh, he still hasn't showed he can game plan against a mobile quarterback. Um, and everyone knows that the uh, Seahawks have given Packers headaches uh, in the last couple of years. Um, and you throw that in with a uh, defense that can't seem to cover tight ends and Jimmy Graham coming on as a pretty significant target in that uh, passing offense. Um, I'd, I would uh, expect Russell Wilson to have a big game in uh, Lambeau this week. Yep, I I agree with you. I think Russell Wilson will have a, uh, a really substantial week and uh... – Surprised Dom Capers is still hanging on to his job there in Green Bay after cons- consecutive seasons of uh, of struggling there. And uh, I know he's often the scapegoat, but I thought at least one of him or McCarthy would at least be fired at this point. Well, as you know, Josh, uh, there are plenty of coaches around the league who somehow managed to, have to uh, hang on to their jobs um, <laughs> dis- despite mediocre or far worse um, results on the uh, field. So it's just another one of those stories, mate. Yep. Uh, speaking of mediocre, my uh, start this week is often uh, referred to as the definitive line of quarterback mediocrity, and that is uh, Andy Dalton. Uh, I'm glad I got that sentence out because uh, that mediocrity is a hard word to say. But Andy Dalton against Cleveland, $8,000. I, I like the matchup this week. And often on this show, we've said that Andy Dalton can't really quarterback efficiently without his A.J. Green, which he's he's lost the A.J. Green this year to, to an injury. And he actually probably had his best game of the season last week, despite not having A.J. Green. And he actually passed a 332 yards and two touchdowns against the Eagles defense. Now he has a far easier matchup against the winless Browns and their 31st ranked pass defense. I'm expecting 300 plus yards and a multiple touchdown game from Andy Dalton in week seven. And I'm going to stack him with one of his receivers, which I'll get to in our wide receiver segment. And I think uh, you sort of teased at your tight end start this week as well in yours, but I like Andy Dalton. He's $500 cheaper than Russell Wilson, but two great options for you to start your Moneyball lineups. I'll jump into our sit category, and I'm taking uh, Russell Wilson's opponent in Aaron Rodgers here versus Seattle, $9,300. I am not starting Aaron Rodgers this week. Um, I know he's been very, very good the last month, and uh, Seattle are now missing L. Thomas, so it seems like all the arrows are pointing to a, a pretty good game, but the Packers always struggle against Seattle. It's just, even when the Green Bay offense is sharp and Seattle's defense isn't doing to, doing quite well, they always seem to it always seems to point in their favor in these matchups. And Rogers has yet to pass for 250 yards in six career starts against the Seahawks. And he's never thrown for more than two touchdowns in those games. So I'm fading him uh, and his receivers this week. And well, I mean, maybe uh, the uh, Packers can get some coaching tips from uh, Jeff Fisher on how to uh, play the Seahawks. Yes. Um, but, but anyway, um, the quarterback that I'll be fading this week is Matthew Stafford. Um, he may be playing some of the best football of his career, um, but as you found out last week, the Bears' defense is coming on, and they are uh, ranking tenth against opposing quarterbacks. Um, and have it, and and uh, considering that the Bears have recently lost uh, Danny Trevathan um, to help against the run game, uh, Stafford probably won't be forced beyond thirty attempts in this uh, context. Mm. Um, okay. uh, so yeah, even if you don't uh, buy that buy, buy that narrative entirely, there's definitely better options 
um, than a $9,100 price. So mm. I'd stay away from that one. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good fade because I think he'll be a popular lineup choice from many, but uh, you're right. It could just be uh, you might only see him for three quarters. You, they might turn to Jake Rudock in the fourth quarter if they're up with a substantial lead there. Uh, exactly. Yep. I like that. Uh, what's your contrarian play this week? Uh, to your chagrin, uh, my con- my contrarian play this week is Brock Osweiler. Um, I think that if he can uh, find the form um, that he finished the last game with um, earlier this year, uh, he should have quite a nice day. I saw that uh, even Bryce Petty was able to hit Robbie Anderson for a deep uh, touchdown in last week's garbage time on Monday Night Football. So you would imagine that Brock should be able to get the ball to uh, his far superior options of uh, Hopkins, Fuller and company. Um, and uh, if you buy that game plan, then uh, Oswala here is a bargain at uh, 7,100. So, um, yeah. I can't do it. I can't agree with you. I can't agree <laughs> with you. Um, Bryce Petty is just another quarterback on a list of quarterbacks that are better than Brock Osweiler. Even Bryce Petty, who's awful, is better than Brock Osweiler. Oh, tragic, yeah. Um, yeah. I just can't buy that narrative at 7,100 when you could get so many better quarterbacks for cheaper price. I know that's probably his best fantasy game of the year was against the Colts, but 7,100. I'd rather start Matt Barkley against Detroit. Far better. I mean, look, I mean that's why they call them contrarian plays, I guess. I guess you're right. Technically, on the basis of my own uh, formatting here, you've undone me, but Matt Barkley, 5,200. Also playing better than Brock Osweiler. Um, all right. I'm going with... Uh, <laughs> You know, one of the great surnames in football, Manning, and I'm taking Eli Manning against Dallas, 8,700. I know he played bad last week. I know he did. Um, and that's why it's a contrarian play because everyone's going to be turned off, the great Eli. Um, but Manning's, you know, he's thrown multiple touchdowns now in five straight games, and he also threw for three touchdowns in three of his last five starts against Dallas, including week one this season. And Cowboys ranked 27th against the pass. So I, uh, I think... This is a pretty good matchup. They've also allowed quarterbacks to complete 70.3% of their passes and 20 touchdowns and only four interceptions this season. Um, an ultimate contrarian stack is Eli and OBJ because I think everyone's going to be turned off by last uh, week's performance, but they desperately need a win to keep afloat in the playoff uh, wildcard race because I think the division is out of question. And these division games are always closer than what we imagine. So I think uh, this will be coming down to the fourth quarter. I think it's a uh, interesting play there, considering how uh, few oh, few possessions the Cowboys allow their opponents. But uh, as you said, you know these are always interesting games, and if you can get a uh, sneaky stack in here, then uh, then I think you know again it's a contrary play for a reason. Yep, absolutely. Let's move on to the running back position, and I'll start us off with uh, my start this week, and that's Thomas Rawls versus Green Bay, five thousand eight hundred dollars. Last week we we saw the real Thomas Rawls. It took it. Little while, but now he's starting to get going, and uh, he looks like he's back into that, you know, form where he averaged 5.6 yards per carry, 3.1 yards after contact last year, and he should do well against a banged up Packers offense. I think uh, against Green Bay, a lot of a lot of running backs have found success in the past. Four of the past seven running backs against Green Bay have scored at least 17 fantasy points. That's in standard league, so even in PPR, that's that'll be even more in this format, which is point. Uh, a half-point PPR. He's only $5,800. This might be the last week he can get in below 6000 or even 6500 because I think his price is going to rise. You got lucky with that Tampa Bay game that sort of weighed his price down a little bit in the early stages. But I like Thomas Rawls this week. Yeah, I mean, so do I. I think he's a uh, must-start this week. My start for the week 
um, in the running back stable is uh, Frank Gore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, inconvenient truth broke the Colts' incredible streak, streak of games without a 100-yard rusher earlier this year against the Texans. Um, and with the uh, Texans' secondary being their strength, the Colts should look to force-feed uh, Frank Gore again, um, who's had at least 15 carries in every game since Week 9. Um, and also, I think that with uh, Dwayne Allen back, um, one of the effects of that is that the Colts are a much better red zone team. They had to kick three field goals last time they played the uh, Texans mm. when Allen had a feeble one-catch contribution. Um, and so I think uh, with more scoring oppor- opportunities, I think that uh, Frank Gore should be a nice play this week. Yeah, and Dwayne Allen is one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL as well. So Also true. Yep. I like it. Uh, very good analysis from you. I uh, I like Gore. Do you think the Colts will win this week? Um, they should win this week. Um, I think that they certainly have momentum on their side after trouncing the Jets last week. Yep. Um, and uh, as that AFC South race heats up, um, you know, you, you uh, look to the better quarterbacks. You also look to the better coaching staff. But I think, um, you know, that's, despite... That's uh, a coin flip. Just, yeah, I mean, but uh, look, I think that uh, Andrew Luck should should be able to uh, have a good, have a good enough game for them to beat the Texans this yeah. week. I want us to tank, but I can't do it. I just I want us to be at Houston. I just I just want to <laughs> I want it to be a real rivalry. And Brock Osweiler stinking up the joint, and it's not a real rivalry. Um, you know, as much as I want it to be a rivalry, where they're oh, I know getting, you do. I know. I'm try. I try <laughs> to get them baity. Like I retweet tweets from June when they like talk about winning the division because they got Vince Wilfork and Brock Osweiler in back to back Junes and everything's covered up. Millhouse, please, nah. please. <laughs> All right, no. my uh, my sit this week is your boy. Uh, oh, not really your boy, but he's on your team. Devontae Booker versus Tennessee, five thousand six hundred dollars. Um, the reason Justin Forsett uh, picked up. By the Broncos this week, he knows Kubiak's system well. Uh, he's spent many seasons with Gary Kubiak, and he's expected to split carries. He's picked up the playbook already. That's how well he knows the system. And Devontae Booker's averaging just 2.8 yards per carry in five games as a starter. I think Devontae Booker is much better as a change of pace back, and we saw that when C.J. Anderson was running the ball, and Booker had probably his best games when he came in as a change of pace back, and they were running all over teams. I know it's not all Booker's fault. The offensive line isn't quite performing up to expectations, but I uh, I just can't, you know, pick him at that price when, like, Thomas Rawls is $200 dearer and you know he's going to be the bell cow and, and probably double the touches. So I'm avoiding Devontae Booker this week. I think that's probably the nicest thing I've heard anyone say, um, say anything about the Broncos' offensive line because um, they really are tragic. Um, and, yeah, I think that, um, you know, having, having my uh, pulse on the uh, – uh, team there, uh, Forsett's going to have probably more 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 carries than any back sign in week fourteen, um, probably ever. Um, nice. I think that he's 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 going to come right in um, and take uh, at least forty percent of the uh, carries now, and depending on how hot his hand gets, uh, even more coming into the uh, coming into the end of the season. Um, I think that's a nice pickup by the Broncos too, but it certainly fades uh, Devontae Booker's. Uh, value as a fantasy back, but I think it'll be more effective as a football back. So hopefully that works out for my Denver Broncos. Couldn't agree Um, more. So my sit for the week um, and is going to be a bit of a recurring theme and what I try and do here on uh, week-to-week daily fantasy is uh, I'm going to sit Jordan Howard. Um, I don't think in any case you should buy the hype of a running back covering the 49ers to to, uh, pieces. Uh, Daily fantasy is very much a 
two sides of the coin operation and you can't just look at the name on the offensive side of the ball. Um, the Lions are far better at limiting the uh, time of possession of their opponents and, it, and the defense is improving each week um, when you compare it to the 49ers. Um, and unlike last week, um, the, uh, the, the Bears should be playing from behind and they're playing indoors out of the cold and elements as well. So let everyone else hope for a repeat of Howard's uh, production last week whilst you go for smarter options, especially at the price of uh, 7600 which yeah. is uh, way too steep. It's a massive boost from compared to last week. He was about 6-2, last week. So that huge performance really boosted his price um, for them. Yeah. And he's on the road as opposed to being at home as well. So I uh, I couldn't agree more with you. Uh, I think he'll be a trendy pick. Uh, a lot of your picks are, yeah, uh, are sitting those those high percentage players that, you know, if you play some of our contrarians and other options, it can be a real difference, or, you know, a pod, as I say here, a point of difference to a... Uh, other mm-hmm. uh, other users in these tournaments. Uh, my contrarian play is Rex Burkhead versus Cleveland. Four thousand dollars, really, really cheap. So if you go with our, you know, Rawls Burkhead combo, you can really stack your team elsewhere and and get some really quality starters elsewhere. Uh, he actually outsnapped Jeremy Hill last week, fifty eight percent to forty two percent. Only finished with twelve touches, but Vegas projects the Bengals to score around twenty five points this week, and they're playing the worst defense in football. So. You know, he might not have a huge ceiling, but in the point, you know, 0.5 PPR format, you expect him to probably get 12 to 15 touches given Hill's limitation in the passing game. And if they're if they're up, they're not going to trot Hill out there just to risk injury the way that season's going. So $4,000 for Rex Burkhead. Um, I'm actually starting him in my weekly league in, in the playoffs. That's how bad I am at running back in my year-long team. <laughs> so this is a little bit of a homer pick, but $4,000 is really cheap. Um, I'm, I'm mixing him into some of my lineup. Yeah, I uh, I really like that pick. Um, I don't have that problem in uh, some of my main leagues, which are where I have uh, Zeke and Shady. Um, but uh, I, think that also, <laughs> I think that also um, plays into the narrative of Andy Dalton having a good week. Um, yeah. I think that the uh, Bengals' run game is also supplemented by lots of passes to the backs. And, uh, and I think that uh, as they... Wind down the uh, clock on the uh, Browns this week. Uh, I think that they'll want to give the uh, rookie plenty of looks and uh, give him all the opportunity to build up a bit of confidence and uh, a bit of game time. So I think that's a really good play at uh, $4,000. My contrarian play, well, I was looking for some uh, bargain running backs down the board um, and really with rolls at uh, 5,800, um, I mean, Beyond, beyond, beyond that, you're kind of guessing. So just go straight for rules. Don't, uh, I mean, other than you know, maybe you, you can uh, find another contrarian play. But when you only have to play two running backs um, and you can get rules for 5800, he should be your running back too. Um, and uh, you can have some really solid production out of that position. Yep, I I agree. I think uh, he's probably going to be in a lot of lineups though, but. Uh... It's hard not to it's hard not to slot him in when you can be creative with the other picks. Not everyone, not every other user is going to be as smart with your with your other selections. So uh, yeah, he's a he's an RB two for sure. Yeah, um, I like it. Who's your wide receiver start this week? Uh, my wide receiver start is Mr. Michael Crabtree, who's playing at Kansas City. Um, watching the receivers uh, get uh, open deep and often against the Chiefs in the last two weeks, um, you definitely want a piece of this action. Uh, with the Raiders looking for revenge against their rivals on Thursday night football. Uh, two weeks ago, Sanders had uh, seven catches for 162 and a touchdown on 10 targets. And last week, Julio had 
uh, seven on nine with 113. And I think that Oakland should be able to follow these game plans and generate plenty of opportunities here for both uh, Mr. Crabtree and Mr. Cooper. But Mr. Crabtree is a little cheaper at 7,200. And I think um, you want to get in on that action. Yep. He's $700 cheaper than his teammate, Amari Cooper. So save the cash yep, I like it. and uh, move on. I've got two players this week. Um, I don't want to talk too much about my first one. That's just Doug Baldwin. I think uh, you just stack him with Russell Wilson, like you said. $7,700. Yeah, you're getting a wide receiver one for a wide receiver two price, and the Packers rank 32nd against number one wide receivers. So, uh, um, And please don't argue with me that Baldwin's not a number one wide receiver. If you've watched football, you know that he's a number one wide receiver. In fact, Luke, he is a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. I'm locking it up. I, I mean... I don't uh, agree with any top 10 list. I think he's in that uh, that uh, second to third tier. Yep. Tier two, I think you could definitely make the argument for. I think um, you throw him in there yeah. with Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas, and, and T.Y. For Hilton sure. and players like that. I I agree with you. Yeah, um, I like it. Yeah, I feel like it's a top 12 because I think there's a clear top five and then there's seven in that next tier. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll digress. Uh, my my other start's Malcolm Mitchell. Uh, I'm I'm relaying him again. Four thousand eight hundred dollars. He's only gone up eight hundred bucks over the last three weeks. He's got twelve targets, three hundred twenty-two yards, and three touchdowns. And I know Baltimore's defense is good, but it is really good in the middle of the field against the tight ends and against the run, especially in DVOA. Their run DVOA is through the roof. But uh, Baltimore's given up eighteen touchdowns to opposing wide receivers, tied with Green Bay for the most. Second most in the league, so um, they can get beat uh, outside. Um, let's see if uh, Brady's got the old deep ball swagger that he used to have back in uh, 06, because it's been a while since he's thrown the ball deep accurately to anyone not named Gronkowski. But uh, four thousand eight hundred dollars, I'm taking the chance. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I think that the uh, Patriots will give him a, more than enough opportunity to carve himself out a role now that uh, Gronk is uh, he's out uh, partying, isn't he? Is that what he does when he's on IR? Pretty much. Um, he yeah. walked straight out of surgery and said, let's get to the dance floor. So, uh, yeah, he's definitely – he's probably planning another cruise. I like it. I like his style. Um, my sit for the week is OBJ. Um, I think that uh, with the Cowboys uh, sucking up all the time of possession um, – and this is – and this is kind of – I kind of alluded this to this when I was discussing your Eli pick. Um, yep. I think that uh, a lot of people will be worrying themselves with the catch highlights this week with OBJ playing against the Cowboys, but I just don't think the opportunities will be there for the extremely steep price of $9,500. And I think that the uh, Cowboys defense um, should be able to take away um, the the Giants' number one option, um, especially considering how much time they get to rest up on the bench. Um, I think that, you know, as you... um, as you mentioned, in these uh, rivalry games, anything can happen, and any uh, narrative can uh, blow wide open. But I think I'll, I think I'll stay away from this one. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's a lot of it is price, and he might go off. But if you prefer something cheaper at a better option, uh, something better at a cheaper option, then uh, go right ahead, and that's uh, that's fine. And uh, I'm I'm avoiding Brandon Marshall this week, six thousand four hundred. Uh, I just uh, I just don't like at all, anything of this Jets offense right now. Um, I mentioned Matt Forte last week. That did not pan out well, so I am uh, avoiding the Jets at all costs. And as bad as Ryan Fitzpatrick is and has been, Bryce Petty is not much better or accurate. And it seems like Petty's also got his eyes on Robbie Anderson, who you mentioned earlier. Um, And Marshall's only had one game over double digits in Moneyball over his last seven. So at $6,400, I'm avoiding Brendan Marshall. 
um, even against the San Francisco 49ers defense. No, thank you. Yeah, I think that uh, when you uh, play the 49ers and you have Matt Forte and Bilal Powell, you just keep pounding them yep. all day long and you won't even bother throwing it. Um, unless they want to have a, a big look at uh, Bryce Petty. There was a big stretch there last week where they only had one rushing attempt for, I think, you know, there was maybe... 10, 11, 12 pass attempts. Um, so it'll be interesting to, to see how that situation shakes out. But again, I'm not going to bank on uh, Brandon Marshall um, with a stack of points this week. And if I was going to spend a lot of money on a wide receiver, I'd just throw it all at uh, Mike Evans anyway. So yep. um, Agreed. My my uh, my contrarian play for this week is uh, Dontrell Inman, who's playing at Carolina um, against an ailing Panthers team, secondary organization, you name it. Um, Rivers should be able to take advantage of this and should generate plenty of opportunities for his receivers and uh, at this price and uh, and uh, Inman's recent production. I think it's a nice pick and uh, if you can get one of his big games here, um, you can get it at a bargain at only $5,300. Yeah, it's uh, I, I like Inman. He's come on pretty well the last few weeks um, and, and Tyro Williams, Williams has emerged as the number one receiver there and I think... Uh, Inman now is probably your number three or even your wide receiver two because Travis Benjamin's a little bit banged up and not quite himself. But uh, uh, he, he should have a better matchup if Daryl Wally doesn't wear his tie on the team bus this week. <laughs> or or take the uh, boys out to a strip club, which is the uh, rumour surfacing now that what Cam Newton did last week. But that's uh, a different story. Oh, really? Yes. The old yes. care dog down at the uh, Spearman Rider. <laughs> Great stuff. Well, I do... I do know a few things about NFL players going to uh, strip clubs, but um, we'll uh, we'll keep that for off the air. Yeah, we'll um, talk. So... We'll talk off air. But uh, with all these, <laughs> your uh, your conspiracy now, you're a qualifier for Woot's uh, NFL conspiracy club. If you have no idea what we're talking about, listen to our most recent episode during the week, where for the second week in a row, Woot has a wild NFL conspiracy, and we decided to form some sort of conspiracy club. Uh, Woot's the COO, CEO, founder chairman, whatever you name it, or whatever the head of a C, uh, co- uh, conspiracy club is, Woot is, and uh, maybe Luke can uh, be his 2IC with the, that conspiracy theory. Uh, my, Sign me up. <laughs> my contrarian <laughs> play this week's Tyler Boyd. Now, this is the stack I mentioned earlier. Very ultra-contrarian, low-key, boring, dull stack, but it is Tyler Boyd and Andy Dalton. But I like Tyler Boyd. It's 4,600 versus Cleveland. I think LaFell will be a popular pick by users this week, but but Boyd's $800 cheaper, and I think he's the new number one wide receiver. He's had 23 targets over his last three appearances. And against the Browns' defense, this matchup is screaming uh, touchdowns. And uh, Boyd could join the likes of Jarvis Landry, who went for seven catches, 120, and a touchdown. And Rashad Matthews, three catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown as a slot receiver who had big days against the hapless Browns. So LaFell would draw probably Joe Hayden. And, you know, Joe Hayden's a bit of a uh, polarizing player, but he's he's at least comparable. And uh, I think Tyler Boyd has a far easier matchup, and I am playing him a lot. Yeah, I think that the uh, general rules when you have a 1A, 1B receiver uh, combination, you just go for the cheaper one. Um, if you can't really uh, split it in your football analysis, uh, make the decision with your wallet. Yep, absolutely. Could not agree more. Great strategy. Uh, moving on to the tight end position, and let's make America braid again. I love Cameron Braid. One of my favorite off-season um, narratives. I've been high on this guy in season-long daily fantasy all season. I uh, In MFL 10s and things like that, all through like July, August, I was sprouting Cameron Braid. I've been 
I think I lead the train on Cameron Braid across the entire world, really. I think uh, I was one of the ones to be a huge fan on Cameron Braid, and uh, it's just it's a dream come true to see him playing so well. So that's one of the one of the more correct predictions I've got this offseason is Cameron Braid, and he's coming off one of his best games of the season. He had six catches, 86 yards, and a touchdown on nine targets, and he scored a touchdown in four of his past six games, and this is a great matchup against New Orleans that Vegas thinks will have the highest points scored this week. So... Expect expect plenty of points and uh, possibly a touchdown for Cameron Braid at five thousand seven hundred. Yeah, I think uh, you could call yourself the great road breaker for that train. Oh boy, um, yeah, it's awful. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's a I think that's another really good uh, strategy. Um, if you are looking to break a tie, just look to see which uh, which game should have the uh, biggest over under total. Um, yep. And I think that's. Um, a good way of looking at things. Um, as we've talked about uh, a few times, um, the uh, Seahawks and Packers matchup, uh, my tight end of the week is Jimmy Graham. Um, I think that you can get wide receiver production for a tight end price here. And with Green Bay's inability to cover tight ends, they're 27th in the league and cover mobile quarterbacks and the Seahawks in general. This is a delicious stack with Russell Wilson Um and uh, I think this is a really solid uh, stack. I don't think it's yeah. too sneaky, but I think it's a really difficult one to ignore. And you should have it in at least one or two lineups this week. Couldn't great. agree more with you. I think that's the probably the best stack you could do this week. Uh, you know, stacks on stacks on stacks on stacks on Green Bay. Poor Mitchie Doyle uh, can't hear to, He's not here to defend himself. He's out ironically out shopping for thermals to wear in Green Bay, where he's traveling in a couple of weeks to. Uh, or maybe it's like next week. I think I it's can't remember. Really, not that far away. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's it sneaks up to you. It's like Christmas is like two weeks away. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it's just crazy. Crazy. And I walked through a major shopping center at my way on my way home from the station. Uh, I live near the station, so I walk. And every day now, I see some sort of traffic incident at the uh, Macarthur Square complex. And today, it was three cars fighting over two spots, and it was boiling hot. And I was in my suit, and I was not. Not enjoying the temperature, but I had to stop and just watch this unfold because I was like watching <laughs> reality TV and this poor one car, she was the first one there. She had her blinker on, but she was in between like two spots and one person and and it sort of curved around a, like a garden bed thing. So she, one yeah. car was leaving and then another car was also leaving, but the car, I don't know what spot she indicated for. So a car behind her had her blinker on as well. And then the car and a car coming up the other side of the road had its blinker on for the other spot, but then because the other car reversed, like she got trapped, so the car behind her stole the spot she initially. Well, we determined that she was trying to reverse back into that spot, but then why she like altered her reverse? The other car pulled into the other spot. She just got left in the lurch. It was really funny, but anyway. Um, Sounds like some uh, classic Christmas crazies just going on out it there. It was amazing. And she was furious, man. It was just, I wish I filmed the whole idea because it was just, it was so much better than it sounds. I can't believe I just went through a five-minute traffic <laughs> incident story. But uh, uh, my sit this week is Dennis Pitta, who I'm sure loves traffic and loves parking because he's best friends with Joe Flacco. And Flacco loves dull stuff like that. So uh, my, I'm sitting, <laughs> um, I had to link it back somehow. A long stretch, It's a, it's, you know... <laughs> I don't know, but uh, Dennis Pitter, the Patriots have allowed just three touchdowns to opposing tight ends, and only two have scored double digits in fantasy points this year against them. So I'm fading Dennis Pitter this week. I know he's had a really big game last week. It's kind of like Joe Flacco just realized Dennis Pitter actually exists still last week, but this is a whole different kettle of fish against New England in New England in prime time. No, thank you. 
Yeah, I think, uh, look, I think that with uh, our Jordan Howard sit and that sit and my tight end sit, Mr. Ladarius Green, I think that you want to kind of stay away from, um, you know, uh, one-week wonders. I mean, I know that uh, some players like to uh, get 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 hot over a couple of weeks, um, but that's not really not really what I'd try and do on a uh, daily fantasy with a, with a whole bunch of people going for that. So um, lots of punters are looking for Ladarius Green's uh, scoreline last week. Um, but just remind yourself that the Bills have some of the best linebackers in football and they're certainly better than those on the Giants and you can get much better options at $5,100. So mm. um, I would stay away from Ladarius Green. And also the Steelers just have so many mouths to feed. So, um, yeah, I mean, they can easily beat the... Uh, Easily beat the Bills with no catches to Ladarius Green, so I don't like it. Yeah, they could probably beat the Bills without any catches, to be honest. They could just run <laughs> with Le'Veon Bell, really. But um, I don't think Ladarius Green is a one-week wonder per se. But uh, I don't like the I don't like the matchup this week in daily fantasy. Um, I'm forced to play him in my season long because of just injuries to different players. But um, I don't think he is a one hit, you know, one-week wonder. But I think uh, this week's probably the week to fade, and then you could probably jump on when he's around that same price next week. Yeah, when everyone's gone cold. Um, My contrarian play this week is Vance Joy McDonald. Uh, He's 4,800 against the Jets. Uh, We just saw the Jets give up three touchdowns to Dwayne Allen last week. And, uh, you know, don't let... Kind of the opposite to what you've been doing is, you know, fading players that have had huge weeks. This one's don't, you know, don't cool off on Vance McDonald because he played in like a frozen tundra last week in a really... Really, really bad game. Um, he's, you know, he's facing the Jets' defense that's allowed two tight ends in the past four games to score at least ten fantasy points in the standard league, and he's a pretty good target for cap, and he's really cheap. So four thousand eight hundred dollars. Keep an eye on Vance McDonald. I like it. Um, my contrarian play for this week is Texans tight end CJ Fedorowitz. The Jew. Um, <laughs> the pass catching Jew. That's him. Uh, the Colts to this date haven't been particularly good at limiting opposing tight ends. And now with Dequel Jackson out of the picture, uh, this could be a nice play. And uh, my theme for the week is uh, stacking tight ends with your quarterback. I think that um, when, I mean, as we know in uh, season-long fantasy, there's lots of uh, streaming tight ends that you kind of look at the matchup and the uh, game script. And I think that um, with... Uh, if you're going to pick one of those streaming level tight ends, I think you may as well stack it with your uh, quarterback and see if you, you can hit big. Um, and if you go with this stack, you'll have uh, buckets to spend elsewhere. Buckets to spend elsewhere and make it a uh, two touchdown combination here. I mean, uh, he also had a he also had a really big game against the Colts in October. He led the Texans with 85 yards receiving and a touchdown. Yep. I mean, if you want to lose, that's fine. Stack Brock Osweiler and CJ Fedorowicz <laughs> against the Colts. That's fine, but you're going to probably lose. So. Take Luke's advice. No, no. But um, you know who would be a big fan of your Fedorowicz pick? The old Laurie Horish. Uh, well, he is a, he is an intelligent football mind, so I'm going with that. <laughs> I'm sure he's a fan. All right, uh, moving on to defense and kicker. Um, I'm going with the Vikings this week. I know 6200 is a lot to spend on your defense, but if you are cheap elsewhere, like we've mentioned, some really cheap running backs and things like that for you, um, this is the week to play the Vikings. Uh, 6,200 against Jacksonville. They put up a pretty good fight against Dallas. I know it didn't result in many fantasy points, but you know who's had more pick sixes than NFL victories in the NFL, Luke? Blake Bortles. Correct. That is correct. Uh, yeah. Since Yeah, that's just an amazing stat. 
Unbelievable yeah, stuff. That's crazy. And it's I think crazy. it's going to continue. I think it's going to the wider the margin. I think we'll see twelve pick sixes to ten NFL victories. And Boy, since yeah. since week ten, defenses have scored the second most fantasy points when facing Jacksonville. No surprise there. Uh, they should pl- they should plenty uh, sack the quarterback plenty of times. And uh, yeah, as I say, there'll be a few takeaways and possibly one to the house. So I like the Vikings this week. Yeah, and I think that you know the whole the whole point of getting value. Um, anywhere on your roster so that you can splurge on a couple of positions. I mentioned Mike, Mike, Mike Evans earlier, and if you want to splurge on the Vikings, I think that's a particularly good spot to uh, splurge your money. Um, but if you want to save money on your defense, uh, have a look at what the Bengals did last week against the Eagles, and then have a look at the fact that they're playing the Cleveland Browns and cost $4,000 this week. I think you can just throw them right in there. Yep, I I agree with you, um, and that that'll mean that you. That's the difference between starting like a Doug Baldwin to a Mike Evans, um, exactly. Just putting that that defense in. Uh, moving on to kicker, and I know he's he's got a bad rep, and I know he's taken a lot of hits and a lot of uh, criticism. But Roberto Aguayo has been all right the last few weeks. I know you'll miss a kick here or there, but as I mentioned, the uh, game total in the uh, Tampa Bay New Orleans game is going to be high, and he's only four thousand dollars. So he's because he's missing kicks, it's capped his. Price line and uh, Roberto Guaya, as hard as he's trust, he's scored at least eight fantasy points in three of his last four games. And the Saints have allowed four of their past five opposing kickers to score at least 11 fantasy points. So I like Aguayo this week uh, in a big spot. Uh, when I'm picking players, I think, and uh, making decisions in fantasy, I think, what can I live with if uh, this doesn't go the way I planned? And picking Robert Aguayo is not something I can live with because... If he doesn't pan out, then I should have known. I should have known. I should have seen it coming. That's why with uh, a kicker this week, I'd just go with Dan Dan Bailey uh, in uh, the Meadowlands against the Giants. Great kicker, great matchup, and it's going to be a sunny day in New Jersey this weekend. And uh, uh, $5,100, I mean, it looks expensive, but uh, play it safe with your kickers and uh, make some smart decisions elsewhere. All right. Well, I, the week I played Aguayo, I won. I actually won a league, uh, won a contest. So he uh, he actually kicked me to victory. So uh, well, then you just got to keep riding that hot hand. Then I am. It was weird <laughs> because if he made the field goal, I won Moneyball. But if the game went to overtime, I probably won my season long match because Mike Evans would have got a catch or two more, and I lost Ooh, in a blockbuster boy. to our number one seed at, by zero point one eight. That was back in like week five. So it was a it was a huge game when you have so many you know players invested. Eventually, every catch is like a win or a loss in different leagues. Yeah, um, but it's about that's how it goes. Yep. <laughs> Um, all right, well, that's our uh, that's our uh, week 14 plays this week. I want to thank uh, my buddy Luke for joining us. Now that you're back in Sydney, um, we'll catch up for some uh, some beers. Maybe we should have some farewell drinks for Doyle before he heads off. And uh, we'll like have, it. have some beers and burritos, not burgers. Let's just, let's just go with burritos. And um, <laughs> bef- before we uh, wrap it up, where can, uh, where can people find you? And, and if you want, here's your platform to plug anything you want. Yeah, so um, I'm uh, able to be found on all social media at Luke Charles S. So there's two S's at the end. Um, and uh, the only thing I'd like to uh, plug here is uh, speaking of uh, catching up with beers, I was able to uh, catch up with our friend Mr. Matt Bungard in Chicago for a couple of uh, Cubs games. And uh, not, I mean, we weren't able to go because they're extraordinarily expensive, but yep. uh, <laughs> a uh, couple of nights out. Uh, 
with him uh, watching sport over a, over a few uh, beers was uh, definitely one of the uh, sporting highlights of my trip among many. So just a shout out to uh, Mr. Bunga. Definitely, definitely worthwhile catching up with him for a beer and a bit of and a uh, bit of sport. Great well, fun. This podcast has just taken a turn for the absolute worst. Bunga getting some sort of positive. <laughs> Criticism on the show is not allowed. No, no, it's good. Um, he loves. He, I think his, his girlfriend's a massive Cubs fan, so that would have been. She is. She been... was. She was. She was singing the song up and down Chicago at I think one o'clock in the morning or something. Classic. Wow. Um, you know, I just wish my girlfriend had a little, you know one percent of Charlie's uh, sporting acumen, but uh, you could dare to dream. Uh, anyway, that's the show. Uh, week fourteen, Moneyball. You can follow Luke on Twitter at Luke Charles S. You can follow me on Twitter at JYNFL. And you can follow Moneyball on Moneyball. You, you can go on moneyball.com.au. And you can follow them. Their Twitter handle is just their website without the uh, .coms and the .au's or the dots in between them removed. As always, listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher. Thanks, guys. <laughs>